Welcome to Maybe Good Movies, where we talk about movies, TV shows, and maybe other good stuff. I am Jacob, and with me is... Monica. And James. And today we're talking about The Batman. And uh, wow, that movie was something. It was... It was a movie. It It had movie and plot and cinematography. and (laughs) And it had Batman. And it had Batman. And I'm really excited to talk about it, but we've got some other stuff we have to cover first. So let's get into what we're, we're, we've been watching this week. Um, I'll start. So I've been watching a few things. I, uh, I finished It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, finally. And I started to get into this, this uh, little bit of like a, uh, a slump, a TV slump. Where I'm like, I don't really know what to watch. I don't know if I want to. So I started just doing other things, not really watching a lot of TV. And then Landon uh, told me she wants to watch Euphoria. And uh, man, that show is pretty insane. And uh, it has convinced me that Zendaya is a fantastic actress. Uh, I've never been too hot on her. You know, I've, I've always thought she was like, okay. I haven't seen her in too many things other than Spider-Man. Um, but yeah, Euphoria, her acting chops are real, and I'm very I, impressed. I didn't realize that she was in that. Yeah, yeah she's, she, she's like the lead. They, they've, they pretty much use her to advertise like the show because she's such a big name. Um, but she's not the main actress. Everyone's kind of a supporting role. What's it about? Um, well, Zendaya does drugs. They're all in high school and it's just drama, high school drama. Yeah. So the reason that I know what happens is in Euphoria is because this TikToker, Julian, I'm going to butcher this, Berzinski, he does like, um, he'll like act out different scenes with himself, like with as different characters. Mm-hmm. And I just like, I'm just like watching all of these. I don't actually watch the show because it's a little too intense for me. Um, it's pretty intense but I just love watching it because like the whole like secret love affair between um the blonde chick and the tall guy is just crazy (laughs) it sure is oh my gosh it's it's an insane show it's very well written very well acted and like I said Zendaya um even throughout the show I was always kind of like I don't know. She's always just kind of been there, but but this last episode we watched, we're about midway through season two. Wow, she gave a phenomenal performance. I'm just really, I'm I'm excited to see her more stuff. So, yeah, I I so I follow Zendaya on Instagram, and during when Euphoria came out on HBO Max, um, she like posted something that was basically like, hey. Rue is not a perfect person. Like she's messed up right now and she's making a lot of really bad decisions, but don't write her off right now. Like, no, she's not making good decisions, but like, this is to show you like that good people can make poor choices. I don't know, remember exactly how she said it, but it was a really beautiful thing. And like, she was like, this is for mature audiences. Like children should not be watching this show. Like it's not... <laughs> It's not an example of what people should be like. Like, this is more than anything. It's a cautionary tale. Like, this is this is an art and different things like that. And so I think I think Zendaya does a really good job of being like, 
like no this is not for children like this is a mature context and if you can't watch it then don't watch it <laughs> like if it's yeah, something that's yeah it's it. it's kind of uh it's it's a little hard to swallow some of the content that's in there but uh it's it's a good show um but moving on i uh have been waiting for season I five of our daughter in the room right now so if you hear that uh that's what if you hear weird noises that's probably what it is <laughs> no big deal it's all good um so i uh while waiting for season five of uh, oh, uh, Better Call Saul to show up on Netflix, um, I <clears throat> decided to fill my Bob Odenkirk uh, hole in my heart with the movie Nobody. It's like if uh, basically a John Wick, but like with Bob Odenkirk instead of Keanu Reeves. It, that and looks it was, fantastic. It looks really good. I was actually really excited to watch it. And it was pretty dumb. <laughs> it was. Yeah. It was fun to watch. But man, the story was dumb. The plot was dumb. But uh, he, he's a good action star. You know, it's, I, it was a fun watch. Don't expect anything crazy. Expect to have some fun. And that's really where your expectations should be. And, and you should have a good time. Yeah. Well, I think that's so funny because when I think of him, I think of him from How I Met Your Mother as just like the random, like Ted's bot, like random boss. I don't or know. Not Ted's, Marshall's, Marshall and Barney's. Okay. I think that's who he is. Oh my gosh. I don't remember him being in that show, but it's been a while since I've seen How I Met Your Mother. Um, But lastly, I was watching an anime movie called Weathering With You. And uh, it's it's, uh, it's a a teen romance movie. And I watched it with my family, uh, with my kids. And uh, it was a really touching movie. It made me cry. Go figure. Hmm. And uh, yeah, I I won't spend too much time on it because this isn't an anime podcast, but good movie. It was on HBO. If you want a good anime movie, go watch Weathering With You. He was he was on How I Met Your Mother. I just checked. Okay. Um, but that sounds awesome. That's a good um, good plug for that movie. Yeah, yeah, it was good. So what about you two? We've been watching, um, so I've been watching Scrubs, but we've been watching together Clone Wars and the Fast and the Furious franchise. Oh, yeah, so Fast and Furious. Yeah. We're a glutton for punishment. That's definitely. <laughs> so with all about family, right? All about family. <laughs> with, uh, with Fast and the Furious, we, uh, I was listening to another podga- podcast and, they, and this girl was going through all the different movies and explaining all of them and uh, in preparation for fast uh, for the for the 10th um the 10th movie which they called fast 10 year seatbelts <laughs> <laughs> that's good so in preparation of fast 10 year seatbelt we're like oh we should watch we should watch some of these movies and so well, we, i've we, seen all of them and i haven't um we I, stopped haven't after, seen, I don't think i've seen any of them they're really good i yeah. i highly recommend them they're really good action movies but don't what do you say don't let a oh don't let a um uh don't let plot get in the way of a good story (laughs) okay (laughs) and then it was just like there's just i just love how just macho these guys have to be because like there's this thing where like they so it's vin diesel and dwayne johnson and i think jason statham is also involved in it where like they can't they have to all have equal punches and equal hits 
and so like one person can't That's have for the like they, they can't actually like win like they have to have the same amount of hits which i think is just stupid <laughs> and it's like well it started off like oh yeah it was a punch for a punch and then as far as i understand it there's like this rating system where like a headbutt headbutt counts for so many points and like a standard punch versus like a jab or uh like uh or, or a knee to the face like there's or like going through a wall or something like just something ridiculous and it's just like so unnecessary but like you can just tell that like the fast and furious have just been bogged down by just testosterone and just measuring contest of just like who's got the biggest schlong and it's just like no one cares <laughs> just drive the car just shoot it out of the airplane go through buildings that that's what we want to see we don't care just <laughs> if you watch them like so we were we're we pulled up hbo max and we saw that the ninth was one was on there yeah. and we're like oh we should watch this one and uh I, I figured like okay i have enough enough context i can i can jump four movies ahead and just watch the ninth one and be okay mm-hmm. um and monica's like oh well let's watch the eighth one we couldn't find it and then we're like well we haven't watched that one what if we watch the seventh one well, because the seventh one is the one where Paul Walker dies, and it's a really sweet tribute. Like, it's like a, it, I think that one's the best one that I've seen so far. And then we're just like, what if we just watch the sixth one, which is the movie that we were actually on when we stopped watching it a, a year ago? Mm-hmm. And so we just like started, we're like, let's watch the ninth, let's watch the eighth, the seventh, the sixth. And then we watched the sixth and the seventh, and we started to watch the eighth and the ninth now. Yeah, we have to rent the eighth one though, because we can't find where that one is. And so that's a real bummer. Yeah and so yeah we're, we're that's where we're at right now um and uh, maybe as, as fast and your seatbelts approaches we'll have to uh um talk about some of our favorite quotes from the movie oh yeah because they're they're awful they are so bad also jacob since you haven't seen them at so at, at some point um like the, the first one is just like street racing and like low-level thugs stealing DNA. Yeah, yeah and then it's like it gets to the point where like the rock punches a missile like <laughs> where I have heard that they get pretty you know off the wall insane yeah oh, and yeah. so at some point one of the one of the other jokes from uh these other uh podcasts that i listen to they talk about how at some point they just found this mystical amulet that makes them invincible <laughs> because but that's off screen you know, it's off screen you never see it and they don't they never reference it but it has to exist because they they go from just these normal people to people who can who get normal injuries and like are like realistic yeah to being able to like jump out of airplanes and or jump um from a car where someone gets knocked off of a tank and can catch them midair and then they fall onto another car and he's totally fine one of the lines is like, how'd you know that car was going to be there to catch our fall? It's like, sometimes you got to take a leap of faith. Well, no, you just... <laughs> it's, like, it's like, A, a car is not going to break your fall. <laughs> not not going to feel good. B, no. <laughs> just, just no. Just, so um, uh, that we've been watching Fast and Furious, which is good. Do you have yeah, any so other uh, quotes you have prepared? No, not yet. Not yet. We're going to okay. do that. We're going to do that a little down the line. And maybe, okay, cool, cool, just cool. maybe, we can convince James to do um, Jason Statham's, his impression of Jason Statham. <laughs> I'm down. And, and, and Dominic Toretto. Really bad Dominic Toretto. Yeah, no, but he They're can't. really bad. They're bad. No, no, no. They're so good. And if we get enough listeners and enough... 
encouragement maybe we can get him to do it because it's hilarious so the other <laughs> so on the other side of it we're like so we've got the fast and the furious which is kind of this hilarious just thing that we watch action movie and then on the other side we're watching we just finished <laughs> Wars, which is so sad i was so emotional uh, uh what was that? We, i missed it Clone Wars. Clone Wars? So oh, Clone we, Wars right. we got back from watching the Batman and we watched the last four episodes of the Clone Wars. I was just so of season season seven. Season yeah. seven, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh my gosh. Those those are so good. Well, it's just so sad because like you see things happening and you're like, ah, oh, like Ahsoka, just go talk to Anakin. It's gonna be like you yep. can go talk to him. And it's just like you know it's gonna happen but you just wish and you pray and you hope that it's not actually gonna end up that way and then all of a sudden a clone trooper walks in and it's just like we got a new we got a a message from the high Republic. like we got a message from the chancellor and you're like no don't go rex and then he comes back and tries to kill us okay and so it's like no yeah, those last few seasons of the Clone Wars really have some really, really sad arcs. They have some heartbreaking stuff. Ugh. It's so cool to see Darth Maul. And I got obviously spoilers for people who haven't seen this. Like it's spoilers. It's so exciting to see Darth Maul at like at full power and at full hate and like just really being upset. And then he's also character. really upset. Really upset. <laughs> he's a character too. That's he's, the thing. he's just super upset. I love that they actually gave him like development instead of just yep. being a, cool, a guy who looks cool, swings a lightsaber around really cool, dies in the first movie, dies in the first yeah. movie, in quotes. Um, yeah, he gets a full character arc. He's he's a real character, and it's it's nice. Yeah. So we and then Monica's also been watching Scrubs, which has been nice. She watches, you know, like uh, these sitcoms during the day occasionally. I'll, I'll come in and out. I work from home sometimes, and so uh, or she'll have it on like when I'm coming home from work. And it's uh, it's nice to see some good episodes every now and again. I think it's a really funny show. Um, the episode we just watched. We're um, coming into the fifth season, which I just think they just hit their stride and they're just super funny and they just hit the episodes like they're just really good. And this last episode is I think it's called My Way Home. Yeah, season season five, episode seven. It's called My Way Home. If you have a if you have an understanding of Scrubs, go ahead and watch that one. It's it's a yeah, so it's super good because it's it's kind of like it's kind of like the wizard of oz and so one of the characters is trying to get home from the hospital the other one's trying to like get a heart like a, a heart as like a donated heart for so he can do a surgery the other one's gonna trying to have the courage to become a parent and then the other one's like um trying to have a brain and so because they're gonna have like this q a later in the day um and so it's just a it's just a solid episode and like i like that it shows like couples loving each other in like different ways like with turk and carla like like they just they they're not perfect they mess up but they still love each other and they still treat each other kindly and i think sometimes in sitcoms they're just like i hate my wife but i love her and i just want sex and things like that but it's just like no like these two people legitimately love each other and they're there for each other. And I, I like that in movies. 
Scrubs really balanced um, the the comedy with with the uh, drama really well. I felt like mm-hmm. um, there there's just every episode is funny, but most episodes also have moments that could make you cry or could make you scared or, or like for that, what's going to happen to their relationship or it, it balances those things really well. I yeah. completely agree. That's exactly what I was thinking of when we were watching this last episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This next episode that we were, we were watching balances it really well. My big bird, it, they are dealing with um, a death of a, a patient. And so they're trying to figure out whose fault it was. And that one's a really, I like that one a lot too. And with that one, it was uh, the quality is kind of low on, on Amazon. Is it on Amazon? And so there was a patient, you, you could see the patient, but like, it was kind of a little uh, scratchy on who it was. And I was like, Oh, he's a doctor on another show. He's a doctor on a house. And Monica's like, Oh, really? Now that is the first time in mine and Monica's five year relationship <laughs> where five plus year relationship where, where I've been able to guess an actor before she has, she has this amazing <laughs> memory she can see they can be plastered in makeup and you get a, a quick quarter profile view of their face. And she's just like, oh, yeah, that person played a bad guy in an episode of, uh, of season four of Monk. She's <laughs> like, oh, OK, cool. And you look it up and it's it's true. Yeah, that's, that's quite the talent. Useless superpower. If anybody needs <laughs> just look to the skies. And I will All right. <laughs> well, let's uh, dive into some news then. Uh, so there's been a lot that's happened these past couple weeks. Much. A lot. There was a Secrets of Dumbledore trailer. I am a little whatever about the movie, but do you have any excitement about it? They should have named it something other than Fantastic Beasts. It's, yeah, that's a big, that's a big turnoff for me. I just, I don't get why the trilogy is called that. It's really dumb. yeah, I mean, same thing. Same thing as the Mandalorian and things like that. Call it, you know, they could, could have called it, you know, Tales of Tatooine. They could have called this, you know, the Wizarding World, and then you know, the Wizarding World would be a great, a great like uh, subheading, I guess, or just yeah. like that would be great. But I, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I, I actually like the new Grindelwald. I think. They should have casted cast him from the beginning. I don't like. Okay. I didn't like Johnny Depp. Yes, Mads Mikkelsen is so much more threatening looking than Johnny Depp by like a million. Oh yeah. Oh he's yeah, definitely. So much cooler. I, I mean, I like Johnny Depp, but I don't think yeah. he's a very threatening villain, especially someone like Grindelwald, who's supposed to be this like basically Hitler of the Wizarding World, and uh, like yeah, I just. Mads Michelson is a great cast choice to replace he, just, he turns it on and off so quickly, like um, in, in Rogue One. Yeah, in Rogue One, he's like this lovable dad. Yeah. And then in um, Bond, in Casino Royale, it's just like, he's going to kill me. He's going to reach across the screen. He's, he's another one. I feel like he acts more with his eyes. We've been talking about actors who act with their eyes because of Batman and um, Sir Ian McKellen. And Sir Ian McKellen um but mickelson like he's able to just like uh, he just conveys so much emotion and everything he's an amazing actor he, he is, is. And I, I really like him yeah i'm really like i'm excited for the movie because of that and i also like i'm really excited to see more of jude law mm-hmm. and i like the the magic that they do in the movies like i think that it's a step up from harry potter 
and I think it's really fun to watch but thinking that it's like a Harry Potter like it's associated with Harry Potter I just have to kind of like put that away from my mind and forget about the books for a little bit and just be like I'm just gonna enjoy this movie enjoy being in the wizarding world and then just that's it and so I guess it is nice especially for Harry Potter like mega fans to just get content uh, yeah, yeah. I, I I know how it feels to to be a fan of something and to be you know get a real big dry spell so I'm sure these movies are great all right yeah. um Otherwise, so an I Am Legend sequel got announced with uh, uh, Will Smith and I think Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. That's going to be cool. I liked I Am Legend. I like Will Smith. I, I really like Michael B. Jordan. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty excited for that. I'd, I'd, like, to re- I'd like to read the book. Um, I, I don't know how I feel about it. Just because like it was such a good movie and like just a solid like he sacrificed himself like how are we gonna like and it was so emotional like I don't know if I I don't know if I can put my like I don't know how they're gonna do it so we'll see um, the end of it's you know it's supposed to be I am legend like I am the legend that that we that that the next generation is is talking about and the stories that are being told over campfires and so it'd be really interesting if it's just like that was the legend this is what happened (laughs) and there's also there's an alternate ending i know in the in like the the physical release of the movie where you know he sacrificed himself at the end of the movie but in the alternate ending which made more sense to me he escaped with the woman and did she have a son too there were three of them right Okay, so he escaped with them and they went to that colony or whatever together. And that made much more sense. I never understood why he sacrificed them. It didn't make sense because it really wouldn't, it didn't fix anything. Yeah. Um, so, dogs that die. Oh, uh, yeah, the dog. Yeah. Anyway, um, moving on, there's a, a new alien movie it's coming to Hulu. Uh, Disney bought Fox and now they're making alien movies and that's pretty cool. I'm a big fan of the alien franchise, even though most of it kind of sucks, but, uh, I'm always here for more alien. I'm excited. You think they're going to get Sigourney Weaver in it? I could. I don't know. Yeah, she was. Yeah, yeah, it was her. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's been in the franchise for at least the main four movies and, uh, They've kind of branched off with with like video games and and books and other things and um she has like a daughter in in this in a game that came out pretty recently and uh i don't know i'm i really like alien i'm looking forward to this i i no details i didn't see any details so just uh it's out there in the the nether region um the netflix marvel shows came to disney plus or are coming to disney plus i think in two days or I guess that when we upload this, it'll be one day. I think on the thirteenth. Yeah, that'll be uh, that'll be interesting. I'm, uh, um, I you know we started watching some of them and they just uh, it wasn't really for us. Uh, the Netflix Marvel with Daredevil. Oh yeah, I really liked I really liked Daredevil, but when it was just a little violent. Yeah. So I'm, I'm interested, interested to see what they do. I'd like to see more of those stories because 
Matt Murdock is a very compelling character, and I like to, you know, hear more. Charlie Cox is a very good Matt Murdock. Yeah. He is. Excellent. He's one of my favorite movies. I didn't realize it was him, though, because he had the glasses. I, for some reason, I guess I, I'm so good at being able to figure out, but for, like, barely glasses are my, my sunglasses are my weakness. Well, that's how Superman <laughs> keeps his uh, identity. Yeah, right. <laughs> Which is funny, because in that movie, he played an actor who, in the future, would, uh, would play Clark Kent. Because Henry Cavill's in Stardust. Oh, yeah, he is in Stardust, isn't and, he? And they fight. That's true. Oh, that's right. And you said... Daredevil and I said it's Daredevil and Superman, Superman fighting. fighting. <laughs> and then three years later, you figured out what I was talking about. Yeah, well, sometimes you talk really fast, so... Yep. Takes a while to sink in. So um, with, these, with these movies on, on Disney+, Plus, it's kind of interesting, because I always felt like, since Disney also owns Hulu, um, I always thought that disney kind of wanted their disney plus to be the family friendly one and then all the mature content would go to hulu but um maybe they're positioning themselves a little differently i know you know charlie cox is back in the mcu um so maybe they're trying to bridge the gap there and i know in other countries they use star as like to differentiate some of the programs uh, and I'd be interested in, like, I, I was kind of wondering if they were going to bring Star to the U.S. for things like Netflix, Marvel, um, Marvel movies, and, because they're kind of in a different class. They're not, they're not quite the, the family-friendly Marvel stuff that's on Disney+, Plus, and they're, they're not quite the teen drama uh, Marvel on Hulu. Right, yeah. That was I don't know. Show. Either way, it's cool that they're on there. Um, I like Disney+, Plus better than Netflix, to be honest, so, um, I would, I'm more likely to rewatch them, these shows on Disney Plus. So I think it's cool. Um, but so we also have uh, Amazon Prime announced a God of War TV show, it's a video game series that I enjoy. Um, at least the newest God of War is really cool. And uh, it'll be interesting to see where the TV show goes. I don't really know what to expect there. Um, there was a Kenobi trailer. Oh. Yes. Let's talk about that. I, I, is this the first time in Star Wars canon where somebody said we lost? Like we lost the Clone Wars? I'm not sure. I know, like I, I know Yoda starts to imply it in season seven of of um, of Clone Wars that they have to. I don't think he says lose, but like like the that the, the the separatists are going to win, um, and so. Um, yeah, it was it was like as soon as Kenobi says that 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 it's over that they lost, it just sunk in. And maybe it's because we've been watching the Clone Wars and we're watching them fight like that. But it's uh, it's just it's so much more powerful than when in A New Hope when he's just like, oh yeah, I fought in the Clone Wars with your father. Yeah, I'm. Th- this trailer didn't show much, but uh, you know we we are Ewan McGregor fans here, and uh, it's very. It's very exciting to see him back in the role of Obi-Wan Kenobi. And Darth Vader is coming back. You know, it's already been firmed. Hayden Christensen is going to play Darth Vader. And I'm sure we're going to get some flashbacks. I can't wait to see to see them under different direction, especially. You know, yeah, really I'll say it. I'll bit. never stop saying it. The prequels were very bad. And um, 
they're just bad movies. And uh, but Ewan McGregor's always been an enticing Obi-Wan Kenobi. So it'll be fun to see him actually like being directed well. Because you know, yeah. he's a good actor, but you kind of have to have those things, you know, a good director and a good actor to like get the best of the best. Totally agree. It's gonna be really interesting. I'm excited to to see that, especially yeah. like we're we're starting to see we're getting back into where um Star Wars could have been. Yeah. And when when they first showed the Mandalorian, it's just like and they showed what these planets look like and what the um the themes of the shows are. It was just like, oh yeah, this is what Star Wars was meant to be. And I think I think these shows are so much better than the prequels and the sequels both. And uh, getting back to exploring Tatooine at that time frame will be nice. Yeah. yeah. Exploring exploring what's going on. Yeah, seeing the Inquisitors that. in live action. Yeah, seeing Coruscant. Yeah. Yeah, the, seeing the Inquisitors is going to be pretty cool. Um, just seeing it'll be cool to see some good lightsaber battles. I'm excited for that. And there's a an actor from Fast and Furious who's one of the Inquisitors. Oh, oh gosh. Yeah. Who? Uh, Han. Remember? Oh. And that is coming releasing in May. Uh, I don't know the exact date, but it's in a couple months from now. And it's the 40th anniversary of the May right, 25th. Right, yeah. May 25th. Sorry, May 25th. Oh, I'm okay, so the, close. The 40th anniversary of Star Wars. That's really cool. That's a nice little uh like that's that's a nice little nod, I feel like, to the to the franchise as a whole. Um HBO announced that uh, there is a penguin series based on the penguin character Colin Farrell's penguin in the Batman. Cannot wait to talk about Colin Farrell and the Penguin in Me too. the Batman. Normally, I would be kind of like, what? They're doing, like, that's so random to do a TV series based on this one character in a movie. But after seeing how they did it with um, from the Suicide Squad to Peacemaker, I'm really excited for this. And Colin Farrell did a very good job. We'll talk about it more in a bit. But uh, this is exciting. This is a good announcement. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, after that, DC also announced the bunch of delays um so aquaman 2 has been delayed to next year the flash has been delayed to next year uh, black adam was delayed by a few months to october uh the dc super pets movie which i wasn't really aware of but dwayne johnson plays the the super dog uh, the main character i don't know if it's i don't know who the character is but keanu reeves is playing batman in that movie he's voicing batman and I, i'm pretty excited for that i love keanu reeves and uh i've decided that i'm gonna go see it because he's voicing batman so that's pretty cool that was delayed to july from may and then shazam 2 was moved from 2023 to december of this year which i thought was the weirdest move out of all of these oh that is odd i didn't know they were even in pre-production for that yet yeah yeah so we're getting black adam which I already feel like is kind of a Shazam movie. Yeah. And then Shazam in December. So maybe, maybe uh -oh. that'll be good for the story. Maybe. And we haven't, we haven't had any movie like that recently. I mean, I think of like um, Infinity War and Endgame. Um, um, <laughs> uh, the last two Spider-Man movies. Like there's a lot of these movies that like play together really well. Um <laughs> And uh, it'll be cool to see Black Adam and Shazam 2 so close to each other. Yeah, yeah, well, we'll see. I hope it works well. I think 
I think DC's on a on a hot streak right now. So I'm very, very hopeful for the future. I it, yeah, I mean it's it's unfortunate that there's so many delays, but um yeah, yeah, the I feel like the Flash and Aquaman 2 have been delayed for years now. It's they were supposed to come out. I think the Flash was supposed to come out in 2020 at one point. And it's you know, two years later, and there's still no end in sight. Um because I mean, it just got delayed to 2023. So and the Flash is basically just a Batman movie with Keaton and oh yeah and Ben Affleck yeah they're sp- both supposed to show up in that one and then uh, Aquaman's just soggy Batman soggy Batman lost his parents reluctant to be a hero super rich. have you seen the Jason Momoa Aquaman I did I it's really good I was just making a Batman joke okay um did he lose wait mm. Whatever. We, we'll move on. We'll talk about Aquaman another time. Yeah. <laughs> April 1st, Morbius is coming out. I did not realize it was coming out this soon. Um, it's kind of funny. I feel like there's a little running joke in my family where my sister is asking me all the time when Morbius is coming out. She thought it came out already. And I told her, no, it doesn't come out until April 1st. And then like we're always just confused on when it's releasing now. So I completely forgot it was coming out in just a few weeks. Um, yeah. But, you know, the Sony Marvelverse is going strong, and that's cool, I guess. Morbius, I don't know. It's the Sony Pictures universe of Marvel movies, Spum. Is it really? Yeah. (laughs) That's good. Okay. (laughs) I don't know. Do you have any excitement for Morbius? No. I don't really like Jared Leto. Jared Leto's good. He can be. I think he was a horrible joker, but... Uh, you know, he was good in Blade Runner. He's just like, uh, like Michael Keaton's also going to be in that movie. I haven't seen Blade Runner. Uh, you should fix that. That's a, those are two very, very good movies. You know, one thing of Jared Leto's that I really like is 30 Seconds to Mars. And <laughs> hey, I really, like 30 Seconds I, to I, Mars. I know, right? They're really good. And I, I, I like that many of their, um, their big songs instead of regular music videos they have like short films for them and they're uh they're they're quite good highly recommend just go look up just go look up 30 seconds to mars music videos that'll be your uh your jared leto fix (laughs) morbius will it'll it'll be a fine movie though it'll uh um i and and maybe who knows if it has andrew garfield in it i'll be very happy and i'll go see it Hey, there's a chance. There's a chance at this point. But yeah, I I think Venom was was a, you know, Venom's a really compelling character, but Morbius, I, I feel like especially to a casual audience, doesn't really know Morbius as well as Venom. So I, I'm just kind of wondering how, how it'll do, but we'll see. Yeah, I'm interested to see how it does. We've had a lot of that in the last few years. I mean, nobody knew the Guardians of the Galaxy and then. That's true. That's true. Peter Quill's a household name. Yes. Star Lord. Who? Um, last but not least for our news, The Boys Season 3 got a release date for June 3rd. Didn't one of those guys get arrested? What do you mean? One of the actors. Of the actors? Um, really? Yeah. Um, oh, awkward. Uh, yeah, it was, it was funny. It was, it was, so many people were talking about how... Uh, let, me, let me say it. Say it. Um, 
It was, if I'm not mistaken, it was Anthony Starr, Homelander. Oh. Oh, that's, that's too bad. <laughs> what do you do? Let's find out. It's Mr. Google and ask. Um, Let's see. My guess is a DUI. For assault. Oh, you got it? Yep. Received suspended prison sentence for assault. Uh, he has to pay $5,000 to the man he allegedly assaulted. And he received a 12-month suspended prison sentence. Oh, he was intoxicated when he assaulted the man. Aha! In Spain. Hey, look at you. <laughs> <laughs> They're always drunk. When $5,000. <laughs> yeah, five, that seems a little, like, just that's it? That's all you yeah. have to do? Oh, slap on the wrist. When we're ready to talk about the Batman, I have don't, I have something about that. Comment. Don't hit people. Five thousand. You're very close to jumping into the Batman. Um, I am before, so excited. Before we do, are there any last minute pieces of news you want to talk about? Any other things that we missed? There was this really good movie that came out. It's called The Batman. <laughs> <laughs> they it, they just introduced uh, Booster Gold in the Arrowverse as well. Oh, I don't know who that is. He's um usually blonde um and has stars i don't even know anything about his powers i just know that he's buddies with uh blue beetle and oh my gosh. Uh, and turk from scrubs um donald Faison uh is playing um uh booster gold in uh in the arrowverse the arrowverse yes um i, I lost arrowverse. the name of the, of the show all, i haven't watched them in years. the same shows i know i know if if they if they weren't like 20 episode seasons that are like 40 minutes with 40 minute episodes i'd consider watching if they were like 10 episodes a season that would be much easier to digest yeah but yeah 23 there's so much filler they're so so hard to watch it'd be like watching shield again but bad shield was so good (laughs) i still haven't finished that last season of shield you have to that is the best season i gotta watch it I, I straight up cried. James and I cried in that season. It was amazing. That show really did a, a great turn. Season four is my all-time favorite uh, season and of Shield. That oh, season four is so good. Shield fans are something else too, because like you go on like the subreddit for Agents of Shield, and they're yeah. constantly just like whining about how Shield should be part of the MCU and how it is part of how it's how it is canon. It's official. It's real. And it's just like it doesn't matter. It's a, it's it story. Doesn't, it doesn't it's matter. Just enjoy it. Just so many things get retconned. So many things get retconned anyway. The continuity doesn't matter. Just enjoy the ride. Enjoy the things they put out. Leave it at that. Yeah. Exactly. So the Batman. The Batman. The Batman. DC is on a roll. I have been so impressed with where they came from with Justice League. I <clears throat> I really like the Zack Snyder movies. I know that's kind of a hot take. I liked Man of Steel a lot. I rewatch Man of Steel fairly often. I don't rewatch a lot of movies. Um, but I don't know. Something about them is really compelling to me. I don't even think they're like amazing movies. But And I do wish Henry Cavill got more time to shine as Superman. But DC is on, is on a roll. The Joker, or Joker, I think that was a Todd Phillips directed film. Um, and then the Suicide Squad by James Gunn, and now Matt Reeves' Batman, the Batman. 
I love how DC is just letting their directors do their thing. And if you want to even go back to Zack Snyder's Justice League, they've been doing this for a couple of years now. And what they're doing is working because the Batman was amazing. This is my favorite Batman movie ever. I 100% agree. It's amazing that they're letting they're letting these artists do what they do best. And Matt Reeves was a, a perfect choice. I need to go back and watch more things from Matt Reeves after yeah. watching. I yeah. want to watch the Planet of the Apes movies that he did. Oh, he did those? Yeah, I love those. Yeah, yeah The War and the, the Rise, I think. Or mm-hmm. oh, two of those movies. Watching those. We watched the first one and we need to watch the next two because the first one was really good. And I thought it, and I wanted to watch the next two. Yeah, I'm I'm on a Matt Reeves hype train right now. Um yeah. And so just overall, like the Batman was really good, but um getting into it, getting into like spoilers ahead, guys, for everyone who's listening. But yeah, again, this is a spoiler cast. So everything we say is very spoiler filled. Um, don't listen to this until you've seen it. And uh yeah, let's get into it. I loved Robert Pattinson I the way his eyes because like I don't really think that Robert Pattinson said very much like I don't think he spoke very much but he acted every second of that movie like his eyes his body language and it wasn't just like oh he's moping in the corner like everything had a purpose everything had a reason like I loved when Alfred um when there was the bomb and Alfred got hurt and like um we got to like we didn't hear the growl like he was in full batman but he was talking like a regular person and i just thought that was just a perfect thing it was just like i love that he's talking like he's just like hey like i know that it makes sense because he was talking to his maid and his maid might not know but like i still thought that was perfect like just seeing him as batman but speaking as bruce wayne like i thought it was flawless going from bruce wayne to batman and back like it was so Robert Pattinson, Rob Bat Bat Bat, is an amazing actor, and they. I was just reading something about how in Twilight, his agent had to be like, "Hey, like Rob, tone it down. Like it's it's not that serious. Just let it go," because he was too invested in the role. And then he just kind of had to like let go of the character, let go of the story, and just kind of cash the paycheck, right? Um, and so in this, he was able to act. And Monica and I talked a lot about his eyes because he has the, the eye makeup, which is brilliant that they included that as an actual character, like a point in, in his transition is using that eye makeup. But it also just accentuated his eyes. And every time they got close to saying like, oh, yeah, Bruce Wayne is Batman, his eyes would just go wide. You know, whether it was Selena Kyle or whether and like in talking about Bruce Wayne or it was uh, the Riddler. Um, Edward Nashton talking about, you know, saying Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne, you just see uh, Batman's eyes just go wide. And like, you can see that fear in him. Yeah, that was yeah. really, really cool to see. From, from the very opening monologue, Robert Pattinson proved that he is the definitive Batman to me. That mon- the, the monologues at the beginning and end of the movie felt ripped straight out of a comic book, which I loved the the scenery of gotham city was the best it's ever been it was dark it was rainy but it was everything you could still see everything you could still you could feel the character of the city come through in this movie and oh it's just 
it's just so good it was shot amazingly mm-hmm. just every single scene I, there wasn't a single part of this movie where i was like okay let's move on to the next part usually with three hour four hour movies i'm like i don't know if i can do this even avengers endgame i felt like had some scenes that could have been cut out but this utilized every minute of its screen time to full effect and it was just paced so well i couldn't believe i i want to go see it again i i never rewatch movies right after i see them and this is one of the few suicide squad was the last one or the suicide squad was the last one but i'm i'm probably going to go see this again next weekend i'm ecstatic at how good this movie was oh yeah it was just i completely agree like i i think i um i think i'm gonna wait for it to come out on hbo max but it was just it was so so well done and like yeah robert pattinson like all the praises to him and i'm so grateful that he had like a role like this that he did like that just showed how good he is and so it can shut people up finally about him being in twilight like it's just like no like he's a really really good actor he's really fun to watch he like gets into the role and like yeah and so i'm i'm really happy for robert pattinson because i think that he's put in the work that he deserves a role like this and deserves to do well so there's a there's a prequel novel oh yeah tell us about that okay the prequel novel is amazing because you get to you 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 meet bruce as a kid at um when his dad announces that he's going to run for mayor and so you you walk through the orphanage and you hear bruce talk about how this was his family home he grew up here and then um, all the kids are focusing on on the director and singing, and then Edward just makes eye contact with Bruce, and you do, and you see and you hear from both Bruce's perspective and Ed's uh, Edward's uh, perspective um, the hate that Edward has for Bruce. Because, just to be clear, Edward is the is the Riddler, right? Yes, yeah. Edward Nashton, Yeah, and so he because um, he is growing up as an orphan in this in what used to be Wayne Manor. And there's the rich boy who grew up there alone. And you get to hear about that a little bit. Um, at the end, at, his end monologue. Yeah. And so you, you see that and then you see him um, as he grows up and he doesn't know what to do. And he doesn't know how to spend his summers when he's home from boarding school. He doesn't know what to do when he's in college. And so he starts um, getting into, into um, street racing and like he starts working on his car. And uh, he built, like, he built the, the Batmobile. And um, he gets into these races. And that's kind of the, the, the story, because he meets this girl at the races. And um, she, she has, at, at one point, Edward is trying to um, figure out who he is and what he wants to do. And so he's tired of these rich, spoiled kids getting their way. And, um, you know, because he he's tired of seeing them get their way and so he decides he's gonna bomb the uh uh one of the street races and so he blows up um bruce's friend's car and bruce is there and he has to rescue her um and nobody notices nobody realizes that somebody planted the bomb nobody realizes that there was that somebody was behind it 
Uh, but Bruce takes some residue back and goes and studies it in his lab. And he starts to realize that somebody's behind it. Um, and then later you see Edward and he burns down the orphanage. And again, nobody cares. Nobody realizes that somebody actually did it. They just figured that, that you know, one of the kids dropped a cigarette or a stove lit on fire or something like that. And Edward's just kind of ignored. And, and he kind of has to go on along his way. Well, you mentioned to me that like Edward's greatest, like what he wants out of life is to be recognized. <laughs> yeah. And so you see these, these early crimes of Edward Nashton that he just doesn't get recognized for. Nobody cares about. Um, and then you see Bruce trying to fit in with the crowd without letting people know that he's Bruce Wayne. And so he takes on this persona of Paul and he just kind of wears an oversized coat and combat boots. And he, um, he doesn't look people straight in the eyes and he just becomes Paul. Um, and then you see him fall in love with a hobby of, of uh, building his car and working on his car and having access to all of Wayne Enterprises and being able to study things that he wants to study, like study chemistry um, and uh, study forensics. And he's able to work out with, um, with Alfred and Alfred developed his own um his own form of fighting after studying for years and years all these different forms and he teaches bruce this form of fighting and so bruce then develops his own form of fighting based off of what alfred taught him and um so you get to see this this well-rounded bruce wayne who's uh well well well-rounded in the in in, in the worst way i guess because he <laughs> by the time you see him in the batman he's solely the batman He's no longer Bruce Wayne. There is no Bruce Wayne. He's just the Batman. And when he is Bruce Wayne, he's just this broody guy, kid, really, that just wears oversized coats, oversized shirts, doesn't know how to, you know, take care of himself. So I don't, I, I, I did not give the book enough justice in the story of it because there's so many fine points in there. Like you hear about like Bruce being upset that the rich don't have consequences and that he doesn't have consequences. And then you see Edward feel that same thing. And then they both try to correct it. Right. And then you see the culmination of that in the Batman. Yeah. I, that sounds good. I, I think I'm going to have to check that out, especially because this movie was so good and it, it impacted me in, in such a way that I, I'm like, I want more. I, I need more of this universe. So I will probably end up reading this or listening to it, however I can access it. It's a two-hour listen on Audible. It's very oh, quick. Oh, it's easy. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably just get it on Audible then. Mm -hmm. Cool. But back to the movie itself. Um, so we've established that Robert Pattinson is the best Batman. Um, if, I can, if I can just compare for a minute here and go back to the Christopher Nolan films. Now... I don't want to take away from anything that Christopher Nolan films did because they were excellent movies and Christopher Nolan's an excellent director and um, especially The Dark Knight. Heath Ledger was an amazing Joker. Christian Bale, I never liked him as Batman that much. I didn't feel like he encapsulated the character very well. I didn't think he was an interesting Bruce Wayne. And I hate to say that because I really like Christian Bale as an actor. But I just, I don't know, that was the one part of those movies that was a little like, eh, I don't know. And one thing that the Batman did better than the Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy 
is the gangsters were actually really interesting in this in this new one whereas the christopher nolan gangsters were all kind of boring um falcone carmine falcone was in the batman and he was john Turturro played him i love john Turturro, and he was just such an engaging presence on the screen you know and even colin farrell as the penguin was was part of this like gangster he was less like a, a super villain and more just like a disfigured mobster which is kind of it, it was a nice take to have like these these really interesting villains that were still pretty grounded and uh <clears throat> robert, robert pattinson was you know i think he was a better batman um but that's there's uh you pointed on two things that are distinctly different about the Batman than other previous Batman movies in every other iteration of it. Bruce Wayne has been, you know, billionaire playboy, Bruce Wayne. This is the first time where we have a new characterization of, of Bruce Wayne where he's trying to balance. And there, there's a great quote of like, you don't find balance. You don't find balance in the, in the, in the hours of the, or the days, but you find balance over a lifetime. And meaning basically like, like right now and in, in all of our stages of life, we're all young parents. And so we're going to spend a lot more time with our kids. Right. And then when we're older, maybe when we're empty nesters, we'll be able to travel and do other things like that. That's when you like, you find balance, right. With Bruce Wayne and Batman, when you're living a double life like that, there's going to be times where you can be all in Batman, but that means that you're going to have no Bruce Wayne. And so um, I think that's a really realistic expectation for bruce wayne right and then in all of the other movies they've they generally have multiple villains you know whether it's um bane and uh poison ivy is the one that i always think about um from the the 90s and then you have um uh the joker and two-face um you have um Scarecrow. yeah razagul and scarecrow yeah and they're all they're always like the main the main ones are always um like the super villains this is the first one where the gangster gangsters carmine falcone was an actual you know the one of the main antagonists yeah because yeah, falcone falcone was in one of the dark knight movies maybe maybe but all of them. Begins. yeah okay. but i i i remember nothing about him in that movie Mm-hmm. But John Turturro's performance will will stick with me. It was very excellent. Um, Monica, give us some thoughts over here. Um, well, something that I really I think that Colin I and I don't know the thought of Colin Farrell because I'm not him, obviously. But I think that he probably enjoyed the fact that he wasn't like he wasn't in this role because he's like the attractive Scott or like the attractive main guy character, but he's this kind of like he's a he's overweight he's got the facial scarring and he's playing this character the penguin and he's able to like just kind of delve into this role and I think that's like I've seen different movies with him and like he really gets into the role and he like really becomes that but like this felt different like because it was like it wasn't that he was using his charm and his like like I don't know. I felt like it, it used more. I don't know. It, used it was more pure acting. It was pure yeah. acting. He he was unrecognizable in this film. I, you show me a picture of him. I could not tell you that was Colin Farrell playing the penguin. 
Um, it's just crazy what they were able to do with that. Yeah. I love the scene where they're in the car and it's raining and like he's driving away and he's trying to get away from the car and he's wrecking the semis and then like everything just comes perfectly and the Batman was able to like rocket it up and he's just like and like the penguins just victorious and was like yeah I did it I did it and then all of a sudden like you know it's gonna happen but it's still so cool and you just that, see the that car chase scene that car chase scene was incredible I usually when car chase scenes happen in movies, I, I usually start tuning out. I don't love car chases, but this was like, the way it was shot, I feel like kept me really engaged. And, and the action was so like, you didn't know if Bruce Wayne was actually gonna catch up to, to or the, the Batman was gonna catch up to, to the Penguin. Like it really kept you on your toes with what was happening around them. Um, and, and the Penguin was being pretty like, pretty devious in, in what he was trying to do to get Batman off his tail. And uh, yeah, when that crash happened, when, <clears throat> when the Batman caught up to the penguin and he steps out of the car and walks up to him, that was, whew, man. Oh yeah. I love the sounds that they, that they did for the boots. I love that. <laughs> he, he spoke a lot of dialogue by walking. That, that was yeah. a lot of Batman's dialogue. With the, with the car chase scene, um towards the beginning one i i loved hearing that the the engine rev of the oh, batmobile nice, oh, it, oh, in the baby. book they described it they described him trying to get as much fuel pumped in to the engine as possible while while maintaining that ratio of, of air to fuel and like you could tell that bruce is this gearhead and then so i had that in my mind knowing that the that what the uh what it was going to sound like and then it just growls and it was perfect and then he did that little lurch forward where it's like it almost seemed like he stalled it out but you know he has so much control over it that he didn't but he was waiting he was waiting for the penguin to get in his car so he could chase him because he wanted he wanted to race so bad (laughs) yeah that that whole sequence wasn't like like i said i don't like car chases usually I usually tune them out. I, that's where I start going, like, maybe I should go use the bathroom. But, man, <laughs> that was engaging. It was, it was an incredible sequence. Um, but let's talk about some other performances. Um, so we still have Paul Dano's Riddler. We have uh, Zoe Kravitz's Catwoman. Um, this is the first Batman film I've ever seen, at least live action, that has made me not hate Catwoman. Yes. <laughs> She Catwoman was been bad. Yeah, they have never been able to figure out how to do Catwoman properly. And I feel like that's a problem with female heroes in general, or even, you know, Catwoman. You, I don't know if you could call her a hero in this movie. I think, I think you could, but it's so I don't know why they have such people have such a hard time making compelling female characters in these these uh, comic book movies. But Zoe Kravitz was a great great um selena kyle it was really she was a good actress she's a good actress and and it was she was written really well i was surprised they well i feel like catwoman has a lot she's a femme fatale and so she has a lot of that sexy quality to her and like they really rev it up with um selena kyle like with zoe kravitz but they don't lose 
who she is as a person mm-hmm. in that sexiness and bringing out those like the outfits and the wigs and different things like that and the long nails like no she doesn't lose an inch like she is a a person and you feel her pain when she's looking for Annika when she lost her mother like you feel that and like you're rooting for her but she's also this beautiful sexy like powerful woman and like that is just I just love being able to see that on screen yeah, between between Robert Pattinson and Zoe Kravitz I, I felt like it was getting very very hot in the theater I don't know what was going on in there but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then um, James do you have anything you want to add to that one with um Yes, I mean, I was gonna, actually Monica said it better than I could about that, and uh, I it, she was she was cast perfectly. I I truly believe that this movie is is near perfect casting. Yeah. I agree. Well, I, agree. I, I agree. like I just I loved the riddle the Riddler when the Riddler came on screen and he did like the face timing because like just seeing Batman and like the little like icon in the corner of the screen was just hilarious to me because I'm just like that's such a human thing and he's just like hello (laughs) it just felt like this creeper was just calling in on Batman and oh my gosh the end when like they're on the the when there's like the 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 people Oh, I'm sorry. My words. Like, what I said to you in the, the theater that was so scary about the movie. I can't remember. The people who like were just like, yeah, the, we're gonna like we're gonna kill these people. Oh, the militia. yeah. That it's like this is kind of real. Like it 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 mimics some things that have been going on in the world. Like it's not it's it's not unheard of for a, somebody to have a following of 500 people that might go and do something like that. You know, like maybe storm a capital or something. I don't know, like not like anything like that. Nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, drive a bunch of you know uh, semi trucks down to DC. There's you know it's it's weird. It's weird that people might do that. Yeah, it is. like not, not directly comparing those two things, but it's scary because it's like those things happen. Those type of chat rooms exist, and seeing it happen in real time and like discovering that and in the name of vengeance which is Mm. what batman was doing yeah i think that was really cool to be able to look at batman and he was vengeance at the time but really like i feel like he needs to be justice like he can't be vengeance he needs to be justice and i think that was something that he was struggling with they're like he's like i'm vengeance and i'm doing this in the name of vengeance and he was able to look at himself in a mirror when that uh, after he beat up that guy and he's like I'm like one yeah. of the Riddler's peons is like I'm vengeance and he's like oh crap you know the next time they should uh, they should name the next movie Dawn of Justice right yeah that that's a great subtitle right <laughs> the uh, Batman Dawn of Justice or you know include Superman call it the Batman and Superman Dawn of Justice or they could fight and you could call it Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. <laughs> Gosh, that is such a good title, guys. Isn't it? Quick note though, did you guys know that there was a longer title for that? Originally, it was going to be um, something like it was going to be like, like. Uh, Some people are probably lost. You might want to explain. Okay, the joke. so <laughs> Batman v Superman was called Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. And. Batman v Superman originally was going to be called like uh, uh, Son of Sons and Night of Night, 
Oh, yeah, I heard that. Yeah. <laughs> Which is cool. Like, I think it's it's got it's kind of neat and it makes sense. I mean, it's it's very Zack Snyder. Yeah. It's yeah. Very, it's a yeah. But uh um back to the Batman 2022. Um the if you noticed the first time that they um referenced a year was when they were talking about Martha, Martha being in the in, insane asylum where you finally see uh 2001 referenced on the video. Um any other time that they've shown a date they always showed the day and the month and they didn't give it a year. Even in the in the prequel book. Yeah, even in the prequel book. And up to that point, they, they finally referenced it and then said 20 years later, letting you know that you were in 2021. But throughout it, like Gotham as a character again, like is beautiful. And um, the Gotham PD were driving uh, mostly Crown Victoria uh, police interceptors, which were phased out in the early 2010s in most cities in america like they're still being used um but like that police car is an older model police car um and so for like i was trying to like figure out where we were like what like what timeline this was um and there were some indicators that it was like early 2000s and like late 90s and some of the uh some of the actions of the characters were were more 90s and early 2000s but then you saw some technology like the 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 facetime and um and, and things the that, and the eyes and the, the contact lens which i think are amazing additions but it also sets it kind of um in not like now and in the future so i thought it was going to give it this kind of like timeless early you know you know first three decades of uh of 2000 which would be kind of cool but then they put it put it firmly in 2021 which i also kind of i liked there was some some reality to it yeah but that's that was, I think, like a slight, like just like a piece. Yeah. And so if you want to envision it in the future, you can. But mm-hmm. if you want to have a solid timeline, yeah, I, feel like, I feel like Gotham is supposed to be kind of retro feeling. Um, it, 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 felt, it feels very like grungy and, and like, oh, this feels like an old city. Mm-hmm. But then you're right, you, you know, they show the, some of the gadgets that Batman has um facetiming and it's very like oh no this is the here and now like this is taking place right now and i i like that that contrast and it wasn't like batman the batman comics got a lot darker once tim burton designed gotham in the in the movies right and so it was dark but it wasn't that same style of dark and it's just kind of like developed and evolved into what we see today and uh it was it was a I I yeah like you said it was an amazing Gotham I love Gotham as a character yeah and uh, so much crime <laughs> so much crime so dirty. I uh, I want to talk about two more performances and then just briefly touch on the character arc that Bruce Wayne goes into but um let's talk about Paul Dano's Riddler uh briefly he uh he's a creep he was, yeah he was very creepy I've heard that Paul Dano's a really good actor. And I've never seen him in anything else. So I'm very have interested. Have you seen any interviews? What's that? Have you seen interviews of him? I haven't, no. He seems like such a nice guy. Yeah. Like, yeah, just happy, nice guy. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, what did you, what did you like about his performance? Did you prefer him as the Ridger? Did you like him as Edward Nashen at the end? What did you think? Um, I mean, he was just very creepy. 
you know, Monica said it a few times now. And, and that's, yeah, that's the vibe you get. This is this creepy guy who's angry and he's kind of insane and he's doing really bad things. And every time he's on screen, you feel that, like you feel like, Oh, what's this guy going to do from the very first scene he's in when he kills uh, that man. I don't remember his name, the, the Senator, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but like and the way he killed him was so like visceral and 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 he even seemed unsure at that point of like whether he was going to succeed in killing him um in the way that he did it and and oh it's just a such a good performance he was so creepy he's and if he's really a good guy in real life i would never be able to tell from his performance in the movie he was a great villain he was a good villain. And that's the thing is like Batman, it's his villains are crazy. Like Batman villains are insane. I mean, most villains are kind of, but yeah. like with Batman, especially because of Arkham and that background of Arkham, like they're just crazy. And so you see the Riddler and it's a different type of crazy than the Joker, which I really want to talk about that part. Um, but like, like you're able like when he's having that monologue about Bruce Wayne it's just like yeah I can understand why he would feel upset and like I'm not saying that he was okay in killing people but like I can understand why someone would be pushed to that extreme um in those type of scenarios but then it kind of ends up being like I want the glory and like I don't really care about the corruption but (laughs) I, it's like something that people are going to be interested in and it's going to tear apart Gotham. And so like, I'm going to do it, but like, it's just, I don't know. It's just such a compelling character. In, in the MCU, we have not a problem yet, but it's, it's a borderline problem where all the villains are based off of Tony Stark, right? Like Tony Stark does something and these heroes and these villains are born. Um, Matt Reeves has talked about it in interviews that, these villains these super super villains in the batman universe become villains in response to the batman there's crime that exists in gotham there's organized crime that's in gotham but there isn't a riddler until there's a batman we didn't see the joker we saw a proto joker in uh in the batman um you know there um he is the riddler because bruce is the batman because he took on that symbolism Mm -hmm. and so i think i think the vision talks about that in um i think civil war where like superheroes breed super villains i'm totally destroying that quote but like they they engender each other where like if there is a superhero there's going to be a super villain to to match that that power and i feel like I feel like that's a that's something that's brought up in Batman a lot is like the Batman like are these villains here because the Batman's here and it, it's an interesting philosophical question to pose in the comics but um what do you think about the the Joker scene oh it's so good as soon as he started talking I'm like he said something and like it's just like he says something and it's just like his line was something to the effect of like it makes you a clown but i was just like i whispered to james i was like it makes you a joke because i was like it's the joker but he said a clown and so i was a little sad about that but it was so good 
to have them like you don't see his face but you can see a little bit of his smile and you're like oh i know who that is i i loved the riddle because it just like seeing that friendship reminded me of the comic or the 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 tv show and i can't remember if there's any specific moment like that in the tv shows um but it just like it reminded me of that feeling and it's just like oh yeah like they're gonna get together they're gonna see these things and it also makes me very excited for a future arkham based uh movie there's a batman video game yes batman arkham asylum where he's he uh the joker tricks him into basically getting trapped into Arkham Asylum with all of his, the, the rogues gallery. And, and it's Batman trying to get out of Arkham Asylum. <clears throat> and uh, it's a very cool story. And uh, I would love to see that adapted to the big screen. But um, I, I felt like the scene, it was kind of a cool little like, oh, okay, you know, the Joker's in there. But I did feel like that was the one scene in the movie where I was a little like, went on a little too long it was a little like okay this feels a little out of place um i think if i had to pick a criticism of the movie that scene would have been it and i don't even know how, how they change it maybe i just felt like it was a little shoehorned in i'm saying it was bad just what didn't quite fit the way i would have liked it to it so, should have been an end a post-credit scene and i think it would have been better i think it would have been better as a post-credit scene and the uh, apparently at one point there was another scene where uh batman went and talked to the joker um to kind of suss out who the riddler is which is very reminiscent of the long halloween which jacob we still have your copy i need to bring to you um um, if you guys are looking for a good uh, a good intro to dc comics um the the batman the long halloween is very good we just picked up a copy. It's like a $20, $30 book. Um, and we found it for like seven bucks at Ollie's. So check your local Ollie's. Uh, they got they, some good deals. They might no, Ollie's is good. A little plug for Ollie's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not a sponsor. but <laughs> Yet. <laughs> Yet. Uh, fingers crossed. That Ollie's My one goal. Running at Ollie's. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not a comic reader. I've said that before. It's been a while. I've, I'm mainly, mainly growing up. I, I read Marvel comics and DC is a, a, a big blind spot for me. And, uh, I'm, I'm excited to start delving into it. I, I think that's going to be my first that I really start like delving into DC comics. I also have, well, I recently bought flashpoint so I can let you borrow that one as, uh, we, we, or Monica got it from me for Christmas. Um, so um we uh i I can we can let you borrow that one as uh, that movie approaches cool cool i'm excited um so before we wrap up let's just talk about bruce wayne's character arc in the movie so at the beginning of the movie he is purely batman he doesn't care about his life as bruce wayne he is is very closed off he's he's closed off person in general he doesn't go out much he's a recluse and he even gives alfred a hard time a lot he they kind of like have this relationship where he doesn't take Alfred's crap and you can tell Alfred cares about him and he, he wants to be there for Bruce, but Bruce is kind of like back off, step away until the midpoint of the movie where Alfred, uh, the Riddler tries to kill Bruce Wayne, but Alfred ends up being the one who's 
taking that spot because Bruce Wayne's Batman. And I don't think the Riddler figured it out at that point. Um, so Alfred almost dies <clears throat> and Bruce is very scared. You know, you mentioned how, how he was speaking as Bruce Wayne in the Batman suit. And uh, that was a very good raw scene. And he realized how important human life was to him, how being Batman isn't the only thing that matters like he thought. And uh, this is all interpretation. None of this is said in the movie, but it's kind of what I got from it. Um, this is where he started realizing like, oh, I have a lot of power here. I think I need to start being a superhero. I need to like actually save people. Beating up bad guys isn't the solution to the problem. Saving people is. Where at the end of the movie, the climax, he is helping people onto, you know, medical carriers and, and things like that. And he leads a group of people out of this. Uh, uh, Flooded uh, stadium. Yeah, this, the, yeah, when Gotham floods, he, he's, he's helping people. He's saving people. And when you were talking about um, the, the Riddler crony who says, I'm vengeance, I think that's another part where he's like, I'm, I, it sounds so cliche to say it out loud, but you know, I'm not much different from these guys if I'm not saving people. Yeah. And I thought that was, a, it was a very powerful message because all of these things were said without any of it being said. Mm-hmm. Well, th- there's been some criticism about that last, the last half of the third act, right? Where it, it went from where they could have ended with the Joker, with the Riddler being in, in prison. That could have been a, a very good ending to the, to the movie that fit the theme of the movie. But then all of a sudden the stakes got way higher and they had this big dramatic citywide problem to fix um, that was quick, kind of not, not quickly resolved, but like, um, but, you know, kind of quickly resolved. And, um, but that's where all the character growth was. Mm-hmm. Like there was no, there was, there was character growth throughout it, but it was all realized in that last scene. Yeah. And, I and think, it's this point you just made. Well, I yeah. think that's really nice. And I think Jacob, you touched on this. It's like, it wasn't spoon fed to us. Like, see, do you see why he did this? Do you see what he is now? It, it was very much like you had to pay attention. You had to watch the way he, yeah. what he chose to do instead of taking out, like taking out the villains, like he, went and he got rid of the the electrical wire and he went and saved some people like he didn't worry about arresting them or like doing anything else like he focused on saving people and I really like that interpretation that you had because I think it's so true yeah and again none of that was said in the movie it was all just something I picked up and you know other people might pick something else up you two might have picked up something else that I haven't like that he was hinting at at Bane in the future within that scene Oh, oh no, with the, are you talking I, about the formula that he used to in his leg? Yeah, I, I believe that's Venom. I that's my that is my official it could be, it could be. mark me down. Maybe you know, first it was for March eleventh, whatever, whatever day we're releasing this on. <laughs> I I believe that was Venom. And I believe that in response to the Batman, somebody will rise up as Bane. That would be that would be really cool. That would be a, a, such a t- dumb little detail. That would be really cool to see them make a whole movie based on that one detail. I, mm-hmm. I think that would be cool. Again, for but, those who aren't following it, there's one point where he pulls something out of his utility belt and it's a green liquid and he injects it into his into his leg or arm or somewhere. Um, 
and uh, starts beating the crap out of someone. Just goes nuts. People are calling it adrenaline. People think it's adrenaline. James Letourneau believes it is venom, as in the formula that Bane uses to become super strong. Yeah, <laughs> I so, will see. Uh, using that as a springboard to talk about something else entirely. Um, I think something. I think Selena Kyle was a really good person for Bruce because he chose that he didn't want to kill people, and like he had to tell someone who whose parents were whose mother was killed not to kill that person and i think that that would as someone who lost his parents i feel like who was his parents were killed by that same person i think he had a leg to stand on and he was able to be like no you should like we we can't kill someone and i think that's easier when it's your you by yourself making a decision but when it's like someone that you know and like they're going to make that decision you saving that person it's just it's just a huge moment and there that was another moment of of character like she you're right she she acted as the counterpoint that he that bruce needed and you got to see her response to the same things like she didn't know that carmine falcone had killed her mother what she knew is that some guy in the club strangled her and then in that moment when she's when Carmine and her are fighting, he's got access to weapons. He's got access to whatever he needs. And he chooses to strangle her the same way that he killed her mother. And yep. that was just like beautifully poetic. Yeah. And, and the fact that she still chose not to kill him and like. And that another that and then that shows the difference between them selena kyle and bruce wayne versus the riddler because the riddler doesn't care like he's gonna kill good guys he's gonna kill bad guys he's just gonna kill everybody and like they don't get a trial that's him he's the one who's most important and he gets to decide and i think that's really cool that he was the one that killed carmen Falcone because like his parents wasn't were wasn't killed by him but like these other people like i would be like i'd be like yeah i would probably want to kill somebody if they murdered my parents but like they didn't so i think it just shows the difference between like what makes a character a good person versus what makes them a villain yeah these are connections that i haven't really thought about too much so i really i really do appreciate this this insight of like everything was very circular you know every you know everything happened the way it did and that led to the next thing happening and um yeah, I, I really like that. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so just as a, as a final thought, I am hearing that this is going to be a trilogy. And that makes me a little bit sad because I feel like this movie stands alone perfectly. And whereas, especially with like Batman Begins, just the title alone tells you there's going to be a second movie. But with this one, and, and that was good. The way they set that up was good. And it was necessary for the story that Christopher Nolan wanted to tell. But this movie is so good on its own that I, I'm a little sad to see it keep going. But at the same time, of course, I want more. So, a little Hard. Time. Yeah. Things can go wrong so easily, especially exactly. in the third movie. Oh, I don't want it to. I, I would, believe in us. I would love a you know a second movie with like bane or 
Mr. Freeze or something like that. And then a third, like full rogues gallery Arkham style movie. Um, you know, build up the penguin in this TV show. I, I want more of this story. I, I crave more of this story. Crave it. Crave it. Crave it, yeah. if you will. Like Craven the Hunter. Wrong wrong universe. Well, you know, multiverse, right? <laughs> so Next up, um, Marvel versus DC. <laughs> that'll be in 2045. What uh what um Dawn of Justice. <laughs> Did you hear that one? Marvel Marvel versus DC Dawn of Justice. <laughs> Uh, directed by Zack Snyder. <laughs> so what do uh, and the Russo brothers? What are we going to be ranking this one out of, out of five? Right. All right. You know what? I think I would like to start doing this for every movie we see upon release. Um, give it a ranking. Uh, do you think out of five or out of ten is better? I think I think five works. Okay. Because there's a lot of room for interpretation there. Okay. But you know what? We can always change. Yeah, this, this is our podcast. We make the rules. There's no rules here. My thing with the 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 five scale is I'm I'm gonna be pretty harsh on a lot of movies if we keep it at five, but I'm okay with that. So if you're okay with that, I'm okay with that. We'll keep it at five. Um, this is an easy five out of five for me, and on all fronts, five out of five. I I I think I'm also gonna be a five. Uh, the only my my biggest critique, and it's dumb. Uh, is actually this is the cinematography are you crazy i there's what? I, I wish everybody could, could have seen his reaction just now <laughs> so it's so good it's so beautiful it's so crisp the shots are perfect and then you get this gopro view of him jumping off of a building and it just took me out like what? that yes. That helps, like, feel what he's experiencing. The, I love that. The shaky cam GoPro, it just, for me, it just, it just took me out of it. And I'm like, oh, this is, this is. But then he got, then he messed up. Like, I know. Well, then he, like, got hit and, like, the hit the bus. And I thought that was perfect. Yeah. And then, the but then, like, you see him rolling and it just, like, the graphics of him rolling and stuff just look, look fake. And, and then and then it like it resets and you see that the it goes back to the same type of cameras and there's not as many uh there's not as much cgi or anything and it's a it's a really dumb thing i'm sorry everybody no, but it's you know what, james you're entitled to your criticism even if you're wrong <laughs> you are entitled to it it's that's pretty much my only criticism if, is that all with the cinematography? Do you like it otherwise? Everything else was amazing. Okay. Okay. I can I give you that... I can give you the one. I can give you, you that one. I wish that I had taken some Dramamine with like the um the goggles, like looking into the the mayor's home. Like that was a little like a little jarring for me, just because it's like I was like, oh, I'm gonna be sick. I felt all like right. car sick from that. But it was what? We getting nitpicky right now. No, but it was fine. Like it was good, and I wouldn't change it. But I just wish that I took Dramamine before the movie. What was your ranking? Five. Five. Good. Good. Five out of fifteen. Oh, okay. Fifteen out of (laughs) ten. Hey, I'm I'm so excited. I just I'm because the Suicide Squad was another five out of five for me. Joker was another five out of five for me. 
I'm so happy with where these films are going. Ah, feels good. Feels really yeah. good. Really, yeah. really solid movie. I'm I'm excited to see the Penguin. Should be good. So it should yeah. be. I I'm assuming it's being done by Matt Reeves as well. And if that's the case, then it should fit the tone. It should continue this. Um, like I said, Peacemaker by James Gunn was it felt like a direct continuation from the Suicide Squad, and it was really well done. I didn't know what to think of it at first, but it, it ended up being one of my favorite shows of the past, you know, year. So I hope the Penguin fills the same shoes. I, cool. I hope so too. Well, I'm, I'm a little sad to stop talking about this. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it, I'm, I'm really excited to see it again. We'll have to we'll have to re- review it again and, and talk more about it once uh, um, when the penguin comes out. Yeah. Okay, that sounds good. And uh, I'd be really interested to go back and watch the older Batman movies just to get a feel for for how they still hold up. It's been a while since I've seen the older ones. In fact, I don't think I've ever seen which one was it? Um, Batman Returns with Val Kilmer. I haven't oh, seen yeah. any of the Val Kilmers, but I've seen. There's just one with the Val Kilmer. Yeah, he was only in one. Oh, really? Who was? Uh, George Clooney uh, was uh, Batman oh, in he Batman. He was the one in two. Yeah, yeah. He was, and I saw something about how rich all the Batman are, and uh, Batfleck, um, um, Ben Affleck's Batman was definitely the richest Batman. Um, <laughs> okay. Because he hey, had George, like George Clooney had the bat credit card though. I know he was so rich that his <laughs> alter ego had a credit card for his <laughs> own bank. <laughs> oh man, that's ridiculous. I can't so wait to watch these. It's Batfleck who had, you know, the uh, um, you know, actually useful things and wasn't just flexing on everybody. And uh, just a little bit below him was Clooney. Who had to flex on everybody and have his own credit card? <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it for maybe good movies this week. Um, I should have said this at the beginning, but we are on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. Share with your friends. We would appreciate any support we get. And uh, thank you for the support we've been getting. I, I'm very just grateful for everything that people are doing for us. Um, sharing the podcast and, and listening and especially to my family who are all giving me feedback. Really appreciate all of that. And um, yeah, you can find me uh, on the internet at Jacob G O T M on Twitter and Instagram and uh, follow our maybe good movies, Instagram. I'm going to, or we're going to start posting facts, uh, frequent, like just fun movie facts on our Instagram and uh, other things are in the works. So anything you two want to add? Just follow us on, uh, on our... Uh, on Maybe Good Movies on Instagram. Awesome. Thank you for listening.